These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Emergency services were called to a truck fire on the M1 at Kurunbong early Monday morning. A refrigerated truck overturned in the northbound lanes under the Freemans Drive overpass just after 4.30. The truck then burst into flames which started a bushfire next to the motorway. Police said the driver managed to escape with only minor injuries. The northbound lanes of the M1 were blocked for over eight hours with diversions in place at Freemans Drive and Palmer's Road. More than a dozen fire and rescue firefighters attended the scene along with the Rural Fire Service. Cessnock police appealed for witnesses on Tuesday after a deliberately lit fire destroyed a sporting complex at Abermain. Wheelie bins were placed underneath the eaves of the amenities building at Howe Park in William Street sometime after 6 o'clock Monday night. The fire quickly spread to the roof and engulfed the building. Chief Inspector Dave Robertson said the facility was used by the local football and cricket clubs. It contained their sporting equipment, had the stock in their canteen, all of this gear belongs to not-for-profit sporting groups. It's all been lost. So police are really seeking the uh, assistance of anyone that can give us any information of people that are involved in this fire, in deliberately lighting this fire, uh, because it's really impacted on our local sporting clubs. On Wednesday, Hunter residents were urged to submit their opinions on a controversial new law allowing graves to be dug up and resold. The cemetery and crematoria amendment was passed by the state government in June, meaning remains can be exhumed as soon as 25 years after burial. A legislative council inquiry is being held into the impact of the law, with public submissions open until September 7. Walls and MP Sonia Hornery said it will create a dichotomy of grief in the community. It certainly will separate grief for those who can afford it and those who can't because those who can afford it won't be forced to make the decision as to whether they can afford to keep their family or their loved one's grave there and those who are wealthy can pay for a perpetual grave site. So it's really unfair because people shouldn't have to make that emotional decision. Road spikes were deployed by officers determined to stop a car involved in a pursuit through Lake Macquarie on Wednesday night. A man wanted for domestic violence offences was seen driving a silver Holden Commodore along Main Road Edgeworth around 11.30. He's accused of leading police on a high-speed pursuit up to Black Hill and back to Cardiff, with the chase reaching 120 kilometres per hour in a 60 zone. Road spikes were deployed on Main Road and the car eventually stopped in 5th Street, Cardiff, where the man was arrested. Organisers of Newcastle's annual regional show became locked in a dispute with Venues New South Wales over the future of showground land at Broadmeadow. As part of a revitalisation to the precinct surrounding McDonald Jones Stadium, it's believed the huge space near Brown and Curly Roads will be sold off to developers of medium-density housing. The showground's parade ring and grandstand are off-limits due to heritage listing, but the show board said it's impossible to hold their event in the remaining space. Board President Peter Evans said it's all happening due to a 2008 change of legislation. What they should have done was simply transfer the property into the name of the show because the Newcastle show had the rights to that property in perpetuity, subject to it always being used for a show in 2008, the freehold property was vested in venues New South Wales and they basically want to sell the land and develop medium density housing. 
On Thursday, it was announced demolition of Newcastle's Queen's Wharf Tower is expected to wrap up by September 21. The structure will be pulled apart in five-by-five-metre sections from next Monday with a 300-tonne crane to take on the task. Lord Mayor Nuitali Nelm said council's keeping expenditure in local hands. It's great to see uh, a local group, a uh, major projects group, Mayfield Base, have run a very tender process to go through the stage to remove this asset. A former support worker at a Hunter Valley school charged with grooming a teenager for sex had her final court date set for next Wednesday. Jackie Hayes sent a series of explicit text messages to a then 15-year-old boy. The 51-year-old attempted to have her case dismissed, arguing she'd been suffering a borderline personality disorder, but that was rejected in Newcastle local court on Thursday. A magistrate ruled the case against her too serious to dismiss. The mother of two is facing a possible jail sentence. Rural crime investigators issued a warning to hunter farmers on Friday to keep supplies of hay secure as thefts of the valuable stock feed increase. There are reports a car trailer load of square bales worth $700 was stolen from a shed at Phoenix Park last week and another $900 worth of hay was taken from Maitland. Police said it's not clear if the thefts can be traced to farmers desperate for stock feed or people looking to take advantage of drought-stricken landowners. And the Catholic Church announced on Friday their rejection of advice stemming from Royal Commission recommendations. Priests and bishops within Australia will continue to uphold secrecy around church confessionals, meaning disclosures of child sexual abuse within that space don't have to be reported to police. However, the church said it will consider making celibacy voluntary rather than mandatory, believing the practice to be a contributing factor to the church's checkered past with abuse. It comes as former Adelaide Archbishop Philip Wilson prepares to fight his concealment conviction in the Newcastle District Court this October. And that's a look at the week that was from 2NURFM Hunter News.